Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Listeners of Yeah, We Read It. Uh, this is Laura. This is one of your hosts. This is me. And this is Maggie. This is the other host. This is me. And you are you, and you are listening to this podcast where we are in our seventh season. Very exciting, Maggie. Congratulations. Oh my goodness. Congrats to you. It Thank has you. been a year and two months, three months now since we've started. Uh. No, wait, I think it's two, two years, two years and three months. Ah, happy anniversary to us. Um, and happy anniversary to you if you've been listening to us from the beginning. And if you're just joining us, welcome to our seventh season and welcome to our podcast. This is the podcast where Maggie and I, we are best friends. We read uh, young adult books from our past and we relive them as adults, dissecting them, analyzing them, having some laughs along the way. It's really beautiful when you think about it. Um, yeah. And on this delightful seventh season we are okay. reading the maze runner by james dashner super hot super exciting um yeah. james dashner looks like a stand-up guy who would teach at my catholic high school yeah he looks very catholic he looks very catholic would love to get him to ask some questions about the bible I feel like he might know. Honestly, this book uh, series is like, there's no, like, I like that it, it is very, like, because uh, I feel like in dystopian books, it can get very, like, a, oh, oh yeah. it's like a, um you know, um like a, uh, oh, what's the word I'm like, like a metaphor for religion or something. And it's not that at all. It's just a, like a fun dystopian book. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of um tropes or symbolism, yeah. either the plague or a lot of different Bible verses. Or a lot of dystopians, there's always that route of, like, why is this happening? And it's like, because yeah. it's just an intervention. He just wills it. But it could be God. It could be any religion. We don't know. But that's not really what the Maze Runner is like. No, no, it's not like that at all, which we love. Maggie and I love a book that neither announces or denounces religion. Um, and I had read this series previously. Maggie, this is your first time, Yeah. Yeah, I read the first book and I might not have even finished it because I don't remember the end. Yeah, a few things were starting to come back to me as I was reading it. Um, I did get really excited and I got ahead this season and I can't wait to get to the other books. But um, yeah, this book still slapped, in my opinion. I had a ton of fun reading it. Yeah, I think too. And what I do like about The Maze Runner in terms of what we were talking about, where a lot of dystopian, obviously you have to explain a lot to build the world. This world has kind of already been built in terms of its visual imagery. Yeah. So a lot of things can get away without being explained sometimes for me. Like, I yeah, like yeah. I don't know why it's happening or what's really going on sometimes. And when I do, it's so seamlessly added to the plot that I don't even really notice it's heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. And this book, in a way, calls itself out for like these ridiculous larger than life situations through Thomas, the main character, for being yeah. like a ah, you know what? I can't explain that to people. Like when they when we they get to the part with telepathy, he's like, there's no way I can tell people because that's insane. And I'm like, and us as the audience, we're like, yeah, that is insane. But now that we know Thomas also thinks it's insane. We're just along for the ride with it. 
Hey, and it doesn't hurt that Dylan O'Brien plays Thomas in the movie. No, Spain. no. And unfortunately, as I read this, uh, and I think as I read this the first time, because I think when I first started the movie it had already come out, I can't stop picturing Dylan O'Brien as Thomas. I can't either. So this is a long 400 page book. And I figure we should dive right in because Let's freaking do it. hot. Um, no, no time for explanation because we just are right in the middle of the action. Thomas yeah. is um, our main protagonist. He's going up this kind of steel trap shoot elevator thing. And mm-hmm. he's having a hard time remembering things, including his name, memories, you know, simple stuff. Yeah, he doesn't know, like, where he comes, what's going on. And at the top of this little box room of metal that he's in, um, out the ceiling comes uh, a group of boys uh, that start talking weird to him. They're like, hey, we've got a new shank. Oh, he, like, scared the clunk out of him, stuff like that. And they take him out, and they're like, hey, buddy, welcome to the Glade. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And that's great, because the the readers are also thinking that. They're like, hey, I also, I'm also i with Thomas. What's going on? They have a little MTV Cribs moment. They're like, hey, yo, welcome to my stone courtyard. Here's some cracks with weeds growing out of it. We got some tall walls. The sky is cloudless. There's no sign and of the all sky. our clothes are dirty. <laughs> magic happens we there's a farm with some animals yeah yeah and honestly like the way the glade is described with like this really pretty blue sky and they've got like a little farm and they've got gardens it sounds like super cute yeah just the ominous tall walls are no you know, that's the overbearing i would agree that's the scariest part um in my opinion um, that in the graveyard but um we'll get we'll get to all of that um but albie is the first guy we meet. He introduces himself and he's not really given Thomas any of the tea that Thomas is seeking. Albie's just like, Hey buddy, welcome. You're a newbie. You're a green bean. Try not to get killed. I kind of respect Albie because he has no boundaries meeting this guy who has no memories. Doesn't yeah. know what's going on. Cause Albie's like, huh, I kind of haven't seen someone look like you since Nick was killed. That's crazy. Anyways, I'll yeah. get you tomorrow on where you are. I would be like, what? Yeah, and isn't Albie the main leader too? Yeah, it's Albie okay. first in command, and then Newt is like second, in second in command. command. Um, we meet Newt as well, and uh, Thomas is getting called Green Bean left and right, and Thomas hates it because it's not his name. He's like, um, that's not my name, as the Tings would say. Um, yeah, and Newt's just like, buddy, you gotta just get with it for now. Um, it'll it'll start to make sense, and still not giving Thomas any answers. Yeah, because everyone's kind of sort of all out of sorts today because the box came late, which was the elevator that Thomas came yeah. up. And like, same, I hate when the box comes late, you know? Yeah, and before Thomas can even uh, even think about this box being late that he just learned about, he starts hearing some screams coming from one of their little uh, building structures. Um, and this one kid tells him that that is Ben, uh, that Ben um, was stung by a griever. Uh, all news to Thomas because he doesn't know what getting stung by a griever meant. Uh, and that he's also getting serum for this sting that he got. Uh, and then with this, we also meet the Glade bully named Gally, um, who is played by Will Poulter in the movies, which is a great, great casting. I remember him doing a great job. I'll need to rewatch the movie so I can back that up. He's got evil eyebrows. Yeah, and Gally has gone through the changing, which is what happens when you go through the griever getting stung process and get the serum. Um, and Gally's a little shit. He hates Thomas immediately. 
Yeah, yeah. He he's got a lot of aggressive action towards um Thomas. Uh Thomas has been sent to meet Chuck, this kid who yeah. is also kind of giving him the lay of the land. He's like, I'll help you with sleeping. And they go into this place called the homestead, and while in there, uh obviously that's where the kid Ben is being taken care of, Gally's like hey, Thomas, new kid, why don't you go upstairs? Do it. And Chuck's like, no, 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 don't do that. But he's like, well, I want to go anyways because I want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, so Thomas does. He's like, I'm a big boy. I'm not a green bean. I'm a big boy. And I'm going to go look at Ben. And this kid, Ben, looks awful. Like, he looks horrific. He's, like, convulsing. He just looks horrendous. <laughs> he's got, like, vines all over his body. It's, it's yeah. It's bad. Um, but Chuck, we learned that's the little kid's name. Um, he's like, hey Thomas, don't pay any attention to that. Here's some sandwiches in case you're hungry. Um, so that's really nice. Chuck kind of really attaches himself to Thomas as kind of like an annoying little brother. Um, and I do like their relationship in this book because I feel like it very um teeters between Thomas both really liking and really disliking Chuck at all times. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does feel like an older brother, younger sibling. Yeah. And, you know, nighttime is happening and we get a whole feel of the entire place now that things have settled down. Mm -hmm. um, as we know, there's the courtyard with the still gaping hole of the box in the middle of it. And then, um, you know, there's also exits to outside corridors, which obviously leads to the maze as the title yeah. of the book and Chuck says that the doors seal off at night um, and the runners usually come back before sunset because you don't want to be stuck in the maze at night. Yeah. And all of this is really confusing to Thomas because Chuck's also like, well, we don't know what's outside of all of this, like, because we can't get out. Um, so that's a whole thing. And they watch a runner get back and just run immediately into a building and like close the door behind them. Um, and Chuck explains that's because they have to uh, remember everything uh, from the maze. So they go to record it down. But Chuck wants Thomas to know, he's like, you know what? I am a fun time. Things don't always have to be so hard here. So he wants to pull a little prank and he goes up to the small window of the nearby outhouse and he wraps on it with his knuckles and he screams at whoever's in there. And unfortunately, it's Galley. So there's another mark against Thomas with Galley. This guy does not like him. Yeah. yeah. Galley is pissed off at Thomas for Chuck's little prank that he pulled. Oh, um, yeah. But all, all, you know, fall, falls really quickly with this uh, scenario because it's bedtime. Um, and Thomas weirdly suddenly feels at ease when he's laying down. He suddenly is overcome with a sense of like, familiarity and like he's supposed to be here so it's it's a really interesting shift because he also starts to feel like he's been here before so us as the audience are also kind of confused like hey what's going on with thomas's brain he was just confused a few hours ago and now he's kind of calming down ready to go to sleep and obviously thomas is like i don't really know who i can trust to tell with this because a you know albie said earlier like a kid got killed this one guy ben is suffering so he tells yeah. Chuck, like, weirdly, Chuck, I feel like I've been here. And also, I don't know what is telling me it, but I need to be a runner. Um, yeah. But that gets yeah, bit pretty quickly because when Newt wakes up, um, he gets he gets Thomas up before everyone. He's like, I want to show you something. Um, and he pulls the ivy away from a window and uh, Thomas is looking in the maze and he sees his first griever. <laughs> and grievers are a huge 
mechanical, blubbery creature about the size of a cow, and they kind of move on wheels. They have like wheel legs. Am I making that up? I kind of figured they had wheel legs. It looks like, honestly, the movie depiction of it kind of looks like a scorpion with yeah. sporadically patched over its body. Yeah. But I viewed it as, I don't really know what I viewed it as, but I do know that it, it balls itself up and rolls to get places. Yeah, and- it, it rolls to move. Um, I, I, I told Maggie this listeners off the mic, but I, I unfortunately view Grievers as like a giant mechanical bull with like a conveyor belt as it's, uh, legs, (laughs) because once they said it was the size of a cow, that's kind of what my brain really ran with. And so, um, and it's just like the size, it's a mechanical bull that eats and kills children is what I see it as. Honestly, that's fair. I mean, he's a scary sounding guy. He's got axes and shit poking out there's red lights blinking all over this thing yeah it's either gonna eat you or sting you basically yeah and it it, it can have a bunch of tools that come out of it so it's uh, it's spooky um thomas is immediately taken aback which is the reaction newt wanted so newt's like good you know this is a threat to us don't go in the maze at night yeah he's like if they don't kill you we will which is lovely Yes. Albie wakes up and it's time for Thomas's tour. So he says there's a lot of positions you're going to try out to make this farm functional. You know, they have to, we live in a society. They live in a society. Exactly. Yeah. We get some good lowdown, some good tea on what happens in the glade. So first things first, the box shows up once a month and brings a newbie in. That's the green bean for the month. They get a new green bean once the next one comes. They also get a box of supplies each week. They're also allowed to ask for certain supplies. Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. And we learn that the glade is broken up into four sections. And that is the gardens, the blood house, the homestead, and the deadheads. Yes, and the deadheads. And it never rains there. That's the graveyard, homestead. They It's kind of just like a library. They just like hang out there. And yeah. they also have the medical station there. Yeah. Just they grow crops, bloodhouse, you know, it's going to be a slaughtering place. And you're like, okay, well, if they can send requests back in the box, why don't they send a person? And they tried doing that with someone, having them go down the rope um, of where the box disappears every day. And they got chopped in half. So yeah, it didn't really work out. No, it's really funny because like everyone's telling Thomas like, hey, we got to solve the maze. We can't get out of here. And Thomas like comes in hot with like a, well, have you tried this? And they're always shutting Thomas down. They're like, yes, Thomas, we have tried that. You have been here for a day. Albie's been there for two years. Of course, they've tried a lot of this stuff. Um, So you can't get out through the box. The maze hasn't been able to be solved. They're kind of in a rut right now, if you will. They um, <laughs> um, and, and also, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Meg. Oh, no, you're fine. They obviously start freaking out. There's an alarm coming um, and going, which usually means that a new person is on its way there. Yeah. And that happened the day after they just got Thomas. Yeah, and this is our first big plot twist because there's a person in this box and it's a girl and she's passed out cold. Yeah, they're all freaking out. They don't have girls there. All boys. No it's girls. Boys time. Boy city. It's boy city. The boys are back in town and they the never boys are back in town. No, the, boy, the, the boys the boys truly cannot leave. 
they they cannot leave the city upon which has been built on rock and roll and i know seriously what a that's that's snaps for that that's poetry yeah the girl looks dead coming up not good but she's described as a very beautiful small black haired girl she's like five one i think short couldn't be she probably can't reach if she wants cheese it's from the pantry she probably needs a friend Maggie, as the resident shorty on this podcast, um, I beg you to be a little bit nicer to us. <laughs> How tall are you? Laura, I pose a question. How tall are you and can you reach Cheez-Its if it was put on the top counter? I am 5'3". Okay. And what are the, the top counter we are talking about? Is it the top of the cupboard? Yeah, it's Is like it- the top of the cupboard. Okay, in that case, I might have to climb on a little counter to get my little booty up there. But I will make it happen because my height does not define me, Maggie. Yeah, and Teresa, her height also does not define her, but we're not going to know how strong she is because right now she is in a coma. <laughs> yeah, she, later. yeah, she's passed out cold. She wakes up uh, once to just scream out that everything's going to change and then she immediately passes back out. Thomas has this weird sense of familiarity with her and there's a note pinned on her that just says, she's the last one ever. So we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No more newbies? What's going on? I kind of love her just like saying something ominous and then passing back out. Like I'm sure when she turns 21, she's going to be a riot. She's going to be one of those girls who gets drunk and is like, Tina, Teresa is gone. Tina's come out to play. And you're like, not Tina. No, Teresa's full of power moves um, throughout this series, in my opinion. So. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah. Well, everyone's freaking out. They're like, what's happening? Um. And Thomas is also like, I might know this girl, but I'm not going to tell yeah. you a little secret. Yeah. But the, the Med Jacks, they come to take her away. Albie, the truest boy of all of them, says no one's allowed to touch her um, yeah. because it had to be said. Um, and then Chuck and Thomas go get food. They're like, that was crazy, but we're hungry. In true boy fashion, something chaotic has happened and they're going to go get a snack instead of dissecting it. You love to get a sandwich in moments of chaos. So <laughs> I love it. Hey, if I have any trauma that I'm thinking about, why not just go get Subway? You hey, know, eat fresh, eat fresh. So there's a gathering where all the keepers are talking. They're going to figure out what to do. Meanwhile, um, Thomas and Chuck, they're getting their little food. Chuck shoots down once again. He's like, Thomas, you're not going to be a runner. Stop asking me questions. All yeah, Chuck's only been, Chuck was like the also the newest person. So it's like Chuck is like the worst person for Thomas to ask uh, mm-hmm. about things that are, are happening. Because uh, we do find out Chuck is a slopper, which is like the worst job you can have in the Glade because he has no other skills, which is really sad. Yeah, I think it's just like picking up manure, which, you know. Yeah. Um, but Thomas ends up, he go, ends up getting some downtime, some little alone time. Um, and he follows a beetle blade, which is how we learn that the creators watch everybody. They're these little beetle blades with cameras on them. He follows one into the graveyard and it essentially disappears into a tree. And Thomas is like, well, that's a dead end. Um, but, uh, unfortunately for him, Ben, the crazy, uh, guy who was stung in the beginning of the book has been following him and Ben is not of sane mind right now. No, Ben, the sick boy attacks him and I don't know how, but he has a knife too. 
Yeah. And I also don't know how, but Albie's been following Ben and he's like, hey, buddy, I got my bow and arrow. I will shoot you if you don't back off. And you already know what's going to happen. Ben's going to stand his ground and go after Thomas. He's like, Thomas is the traitor. He's going to find a way out of here and bring us home. And we're supposed to want that. But Ben, for some reason, doesn't want to go home. Yeah, Ben's suddenly under the impression that this is a bad thing. The changing really does change people. Um, yeah. And he does attack Thomas. And Albie, man of his word, shoots Ben. Yeah. And that's a huge bummer because Thomas has been here a day. He is not trying to make any enemies, not trying to get anyone killed. He's feeling <laughs> very bad about this. Yeah. Yeah, and as if things couldn't, you know, make him more shaken up, one day, the next day, a runner comes back early and collapses in front of him because he saw something crazy in the maze. Um, and this is how we get introduced to Mino, which is one of the runners that Thomas ends up befriending. Oh, yeah. In this house, we love Mino. He's great. Yeah, Mino's, Mino's a, a god amongst us. Um, um, you know, the sex god, as we call him. On this sex god. Yes, not, I mean, like, he's he's just exuding confidence. I mean, uh, he is. He's, like, he's a runner. He's probably got a really hot body. Um, that's, like, but, 30. Uh, um, but Mino, he found a dead griever in the maze. So things are getting nutty here. We've got a girl coming out of the box and nobody else is coming. We've got Ben getting shot. There's a dead griever in the maze. How are we supposed to wrap our head around this? We're only, we've only been here for like three days. Upon hearing that there's a dead griever, Albie immediately is sus of Thomas. He's like, if anything jogs your memory, you yeah. better tell me. And then yeah. what else, what else? This day can't go any worse. Chuck is like, hey, Thomas. Also, Ben isn't dead. The arrow missed his brain. He's in the slammer um, and he's being banished, which yeah. is truly devastating. Honestly, ah. I hate their incarceration rules here. It's just like America. It's like, yeah. we do not care about mental health. They don't either. They're like, let's just put him on a collar at the end of a pole and just release him into the maze at night. Um, and he will effectively get killed by a griever. And yeah, yeah. As they say, as they say on this podcast, uh, let's put another ingredient in this chaos salad. Ben's getting banished. And as Maggie said, the banishment literally involves putting a collar on somebody using a pole to push them into the maze before the doors close for the night. That's so messed up. This reminds me of that one experiment reality TV show that I think was on like TLC in the early 2000s where they put 10 girls and 10 boys in a house with no supervision. And within a week, the girls had set up a system for like a functioning society. And then the guys had to be like, the the producers had to intervene from them like torturing animals in the house. They were like, no, 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 no. I think it was on TLC. I don't remember what it was, but the girls were like really empathetic. And then the guys were just like drawing on the walls, mayhem. Oh my God. I know there was something called like Kid Nation that they tried to just like have children run a like a fake society. And that got um, super like chaotic too. Oh, I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> That was like the Stanford prison experiment for kids. Oh crazy. my God. I know, honestly, reading about failed 2000s reality shows because like nobody talked about mental health or like ethics or morality at all is one yeah. of my favorite things because like there's just some shows that like are such messes that it's like, why did this? This is horrible. Why would anybody do this? Oh my God. I know. But anyways, but that's I digress. Boys being boys, Newt's putting Ben in his little collar they shove him out he's crying not wanting to go and then the yeah. girls 
and I know this is a really well-written scene because it's like you can feel like how nobody wants to do this but they have to keep these rules so they keep order in their society which is like kind of a bummer bummer i know but i mean also they're kids they're not gonna have restorative justice like a no exactly Um, and the next day uh instead of letting thomas you know ease in process everything that's happened to him newt's like hey buddy time to start training for all your different jobs to find which one's a real good fit for you uh corporate america am i right um and he's gonna work with the track hose today Yep, so he's track hoeing, just hoeing the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> he's track hoeing, he's hoeing the tracks. <laughs> the tracks. And the the door is open. The collar that Ben was in is now effectively left there, meaning he was just pulled out of it, killed. Um and once again, Thomas is not stopping his his will to be a runner. He asked Newt a bunch of questions. And Newt is like, you have been here for a, a like barely any time. Don't ask. The maze r- moves. The walls move all the time. So it's moving every day. We've been trying to map it out forever. Um, and sometimes grievers come out at night. And that's why we're not going to stay out at night. That's about it. Yeah. And, and Newt does tell him like, hey, Thomas, if you play along by the Glades rules, the moment we need another runner, I will put you on the fast track to getting trained. But like, that's the best I can do right now. Because we've got all the runners we need. So Thomas kind of gets a little glimmer of hope. It's kind of like a new has like a parent vibes at all times. Cause he's like, okay, buddy, I'll buy you a toy, but only if you play by all of my rules and it's not going to be the toy you want. It's going to be a similar toy and you're going to like it. So Thomas is learning about the other jobs. Like there's baggers who bag bodies and they kind of act as police. And then there's like people in the blood house. But he's worried because Albie isn't back with Mina. They both went out to look for this dead griever and the sun is like about to go down. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Thomas, Chuck and Newt are the only ones waiting by the door. I would feel like probably more people would be waiting by the door for them to return, but who am I? I'm a warrior. I'm an empath. I would just like be like waiting. I'd be like, Oh, I hope they're okay. Um, but, um, as the doors are slowly shifting to close, we see Nino carrying Albie and running in, uh, and, and they're not going to make it in time before these doors are closed. And Thomas, our little savior boy decides to try to help. And he runs in right before the door closes and immediately gets shut in. Like he didn't even make it to Nino and Albie. He just went inside, he just went inside as Newt was like, Thomas, don't do it. It's illegal. You're going to be killed. But the doors close on him. And Mino is like, that was so dumb. You are yeah. going to die out here. Yeah. He was like, he's, I, I love Mino because Mino just like never um, sugarcoats things, but in a way that it's like, he's right to be feeling that way. <laughs> he's like, dude, we're all as good as dead. Why the fuck did you do that? That was dumb. Well, let's drag Albie close to the door so they can easily find his dead body in the morning. And you and I will split up and just run around and hope we don't get caught. And Thomas is like, well, what do we do now? Like, that's that's all negative stuff. What do we do? And Mino's like, run. And then just yeah. takes off. And Thomas is like, what? I can't, I can't leave Albie. So he starts brainstorming. He's like, maybe we can climb the vines. Even though Mino earlier was like, that's stupid as pointless. So he starts climbing the vines. He's going to string Albie's lifeless body like 30 feet up in the air. Which, yeah, he, like, I have no, like, 
I know he creates like a pulley system, which is insane, but he does it. He doesn't get Albie like to the top of the wall, but he like doesn't get him like he gets him like more than 10 feet off the ground, which is impressive. Um, yeah. and, and Thomas goes and like a little wraps himself up next to Albie and is like, cool, we'll just be like little birds perched up here. Um, and unfortunately a griever starts coming and Thomas is like, wow. I really hope these Griebers cannot roll up these walls. And listeners, I'm going to tell you right now, the Griebers, they can roll up the walls. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, like, the best ending of a chapter. Yeah. When they said um, that, like, uh, he started to climb up, up yeah. the wall. Because it's so well written because like the griever, like it like shuts itself down and Thomas is like, oh, maybe like broke itself computing on how to get up here. But no, it shuts uh, down so it can go into like climb mode as it reboots. And then it's just like chugging up that wall. It is so funny because as we know, I'm always on that marketing grind. And I was talking to my best friend from high school's mom, her mom, (laughs) and talked about how stressful this book series was because she was like, Every chapter ended on a cliffhanger. And this really got to me. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I like, that's what I've noticed too. There is like listeners, there are 60 chapters in this book. Some are like three pages, some are 10. Um, And what's crazy about it is, is every single chapter ends with like a new, like notch in the belt. Like, oh, and then this is another thing that we have to deal with. So it's nutty. So the griever is like rolling slowly up the hill, (laughs) up the wall. And Thomas, who's beneath Albie on this wall, is like, oh shit, oh fuck, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, starts swinging from vine to vine like he's Tarzan, like he's Brendan oh. Fraser in Dirge of the Jungle. Um, but he gets kind of He, he does leave Albie behind. He's like, Albie, I'm gonna hope I can distract this griever from you. Yes, he doesn't get stung. He does get kind of like caught on his back, but he continues yeah. going. Yeah. So he's just, he's going, going crazy. And he turns around. Griever, he's face. He's like, I gotta face this Griever head on, and he's like, All right, come for me, buddy. And so the Griever is coming at him, and then he dives out of the way to run the opposite direction. And Mino sees him, and he's like, Wait, that is a great maneuver. Like that's a yeah. level maneuver. Yeah, and I think this is also why I started picturing them as like giant mechanical bulls, because like this is such like a bull move, you know, like when they would do like the the Coliseum and like the the thing, because they basically use the momentum to like charge at the the griever, and then the griever keeps running past them when they jump out of the way. Um, but anyway, Mino and uh, shows Thomas. He's like, Thomas, I saw what you did. That was hot. Let me show you a cool thing about the maze. There's a giant cliff here that always is here for some reason. Um, And maybe, and then they work together to like lure four grievers off of this cliff. Yeah. The four grievers are like, okay, now it's time to get information like Beyonce and her girls. And Mino and Thomas are at the passage to the edge of the cliff and they start doing the dives different ways. And as they dive, when the grievers are coming for them, um three of them kind of topple over easily into like this vast unknown just it, it truly yeah. just like you know like, they, they, you they, like yeah off the track in mario kart in and rainbow road that's kind of what i imagined yeah yeah that's so true where it's like you can't see them fall all the way down even though you can't see all the way down but you definitely see them disappear a lot sooner than you should which is kind of like whoa so it's trippy something's up yeah, because before at the end of this abyss, they've had people obviously go off, try to do it, and they just kind of fall forever. But now they're just disappearing at the blink of an eye. 
Yeah. So, but yeah. no time to think about this now because it's it's yeah. sunrise. They made it. They survive the night, and Mino and him go back. They get Albi, who has started the changing, and they weren't really sure. They were like, "We've never had someone survive the night and then yeah. not see him right away." So they're just kind of winging it. They're bringing Albie back. They're like, we'll just give him the serum and and hope that it works. Yeah. And Newt and New tries to, like, console, like, Thomas and everyone by being like, don't worry. Albie's, like, been through the worst part, which is getting stung. The serum sucks, but at least it's better uh, than that. So it's, like, a small consolation, we guess. Um yeah. But uh, the Newt's also like, hey, we need to talk, uh, have a gathering to talk about what to do with you, Thomas. Love that you saved Albie. Hate that you broke our rules. So we kind of got to figure out what to do with you. And some of them are split. Some of them are like, uh, should we punish him? Should we put him in our little makeshift jail with no restorative justice system? Like Galley and Winston. And then others like Frypan, who's the cook, are like, he should be on the council. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, last a night out in the maze yeah mino du- fucking doubles down and says he should step down as keeper of the runners and then thomas should just replace him and it's like no mino you've been here for two years we're not gonna let you step down and replace you with someone who's been here for four or five days and mino's like okay okay maybe i got ahead of myself maybe i got ahead of myself and of course galley does not like mino uh you know insisting that yeah. thomas should be the runners. And they get in a little scuffle where essentially like Mino pushes Galley down and is like standing on his chest. And he's like, listen, this guy stayed with Albie and he has more balls than any of us. Like, yeah, I, I think um, like this is what is going to happen. And then I yeah. think Galli, like, it, he storms off. He's done. Yeah. With- cause, Cause basically Galley was like, Thomas is a spy. And Mino's like, you don't talk about Thomas that way. <laughs> yeah. Mino rules. Yeah, yeah, but that, you're right. Galley does um, saunter off, stomp off in his little Eeyore storm cloud that he goes through. Um, and uh, what, is, what is the ultimate verdict is that Thomas gets one day in, in the slammer, which is their jail, and then he's going to start training to become a runner because they're like, hey, it's clear we need you, we need you out there in some way, shape, or form. Yep, he's going to have his little month trial as a runner, and... You know, Thomas is this, he's having a high. He's on the moon because this is what he wants. But the high is short lived because Albie wants to talk to Thomas. And as we know, Albie is going through the changing, which yep. makes you remember memories from previously before. And if Galley recognized him after the changing, if Ben recognized him after the changing, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah. And so Albie, oh, this made me so nervous because Albie's like, Newt, you need to leave. I want to talk to Thomas alone. And I was nervous for him. Um, Things go uh, as, as about as well as you could expect, which is not at all. Um, And Albie starts to tell Thomas what he saw and starts saying things like the flare and about the girl that's here. And he's freaking out like he has a full blown meltdown. Um, and Newt was on the other side of the door and has to come, like, rescue him, essentially. Yeah, because Albie starts choking himself before he can say anything else. Yeah. It's cr- it's very tense. It's very tense. It's very Honestly, weird. Honestly, a great way to get what you want in a fight, though. <laughs> start choking yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, start also beating yourself up. And then, and yeah. then double down by being like, 
yeah, you're I, I'm so stupid, so stupid, so idiotic. Because I think that you will get them to back down and comfort you. Yeah, yeah. I think Albie's onto something where you get on their side of their like confusion and of your anger. And then you also become angry at yourself for being angry. Kind of a, kind of a good strategy. I think that's really good self-defense. I think if someone's <laughs> going to punch you, start choking yourself first or ask them, please no. And then <laughs> <laughs> there you have we're it. To something. Okay. Listeners, we're going to workshop our new self-defense technique and we'll come back to you as the season continues. Um, Newt also does say that, um, after, after the, this whole thing happens, okay, we got it. We're moving on. Newt does say to Thomas, he's like, Thomas, here's some tea. Yeah. He needs to go to jail because he did, um, uh, threaten you and that's not allowed here. Um, also, um, I'm going to bring you to the girl and see if that can trigger any of your memories. Cause, um, uh, my name's Newt and I know something, something's up with all of these, uh, people remembering you. And I hope maybe we can trigger some memories for you. Yes. Um, so they're like, we're going to bring you to the girl. Uh, let's go see her. Cause that might, that might do something. And they do. And she's still comatose. But when they go into the room that she is comatose in, she starts whispering to Thomas in his head that her name is Teresa and that they can survive the trials. But also in a major plot twist, she says Thomas and Teresa are responsible for the kids being in the maze. Yeah, and she's like, everything is going to change. We did this to him. So two very ominous things to say. Um, and also the fact that telepathy now exists in this world is nuts. I know. I love it. Um, so he runs out and he runs towards the maze because he's stressed. You know, gotta yeah. run miles when you're stressed. Yeah. Um, and then Chuck Chuck does end up approaching him later saying, hey, craziest thing. Chuck always has the gossip here, which I kind of love. love he, like he's always finding Thomas and being like, hey, you'll never believe what happened. Uh, so he's like, hey, Galley's missing. Nobody has any idea where he is. Um, so that's a fun thing that they get to think about. Also, Thomas is in jail right now. Like if I just had to sit one place and my friend just came and kept gossiping to me, that doesn't sound yeah. like I know that Thomas is in the slam where Chuck comes up. He's like, oh, you'll never guess. Albie woke up again. Like, <laughs> So he got a day off and he got to gossip with his friends. Like that's perfect. Yeah. Um, um, they and- do have a cute little heartfelt moment talking about homesickness there yeah. though, which is really sweet. I know. And Thomas promises Chuck that he will get him back to his parents, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, so Albie is back to normal. Um, he says that in his vision, Thomas was with the creators and he was helping them, which, uh-oh. Yeah, and yikes. He also starts training with Nino to be a runner. Big day. Yeah. So he gets shoes and a watch, all very cutting edge technology for any runner in the Glade. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very exciting. He also gets to see the map room where they keep track of all of their maps from the past two years. Um we learned that the maze doors never move. There's eight runners, one for each section. So we're getting some some uh, very, very um, big, big details about what this whole maze um, has been doing to these people for the past few years. Yes. Mino also says in this little building that they have weapons in the basement um, to take yeah. out and to take out in case anything happens. Yes. And we also learn that the maze starts to repeat itself like every month or so. So like they go through only a certain number of combinations and then they start right back over. So very, very mysterious when you think about it. 
very mysterious. And you think after two years, like maybe they would be close to something, but they aren't really close to. No, anything. they haven't found an exit. They haven't found a trap door. They haven't found anything. So they're 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 kind of at a standstill, just running through the same thing over and over again. And I do not know how like Mino, who is the most experienced runner, would not like lose sanity because he's always in section eight too. So it's like you think he'd like switch sections at some point. <laughs> I know. I feel like I would lose. My I mind. hope they do. So they um, you but- switch sections or lose their mind. Yeah. Well, I hope they switch sections. Is what I'm hoping. <laughs> Yeah, and then maybe lose their mind for, like, a, a tinge of fun. Yeah. You only lose your mind when you get stung by a griever now. <laughs> now. now. Yeah. Maybe that's, like, code for trauma. Griever is trauma. Oh. Well, it literally is trauma. <laughs> that's so true. Honestly, I like to think kind of, like, griever's kind of, like, um like their first period. Like, just kind of everything changes. You start to get really moody. Uh, sometimes you're normal. Sometimes you're sad. It's kind of like that. I do love also when we were joking about it being a euphemism for being gay, because <laughs> as funny as it is, I mean, your life does change after you come out. Huh? And you, I forgot I had texted you that. That's really funny. You do say goodbye to your old life and a lot of old tendencies. So maybe, yeah. but I think you're, you're a lot, you're happier. So that's. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, there's lots of things we can compare the grievers changing to. Um <laughs> Um, so there, he's in the maze with, uh, Mino getting a little bring your son to work day action. Um, Mino does tell Thomas about what happened to, for Albie to get stung. He says he brought Albie to the griever that was dead on the ground. And then the griever just like woke on up and stung him. So this griever was playing dead, like a little puppy, uh, hilarious. Uh, and we also see that on the walls of this maze, there's a etched mesh message that says world and catastrophe kill zone experiment department. And Thomas is like, what's this? This is crazy. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. It's on like a bunch of the walls. Like everybody's just kind of ignored it, which I was really put back by when I was like, wouldn't this kind of like lead to more questions? Everyone's just really like, yeah. How would you not at that point think that you were in an experiment? I would I be mean, like, right. Rudimentary. You think about yeah. mazes and rats in mazes and their experiments. Like that's immediately where my head would go, but he's got no yeah. time because Teresa is also in his head saying that she just triggered the ending. Uh huh. What does yeah. it mean? Yeah, and when he, uh, yeah, and he, he like woke up to like her saying this, and when he woke up, the sky was gray, and so like chaos is happening because the sky never changes. The sky is always a perfect blue; it never rains in the glade. So this isn't good. They describe it almost like uh, someone shut the sky off, and so it's just like a blank gray screen almost. Yeah, there's no sun in the sky, but Mino's like, no time. We don't have a day off. We got to go running, and they see a griever in the maze. Yeah. And he- going away from them and runs off into the maze in the night disappearing off the edge of the cliff yeah and that's when they they really notice uh that it's like disappearing into that same spot again so they're like something's up here yes they get this idea like maybe the way they came in and just disappeared and like in the blink of an eye off the cliff is a place where they're coming out maybe it's an escape yeah um, but something uh, also is uh, bad is happening. Um, and that is the fact that um, Albie tells them that the box didn't show up today with supplies. Yes, not good. But luckily, no. me and Thomas come back. They're like, we got a plan. We got, we figured out the griever hole through some yeah. rocks. And that, that goes there. 
That's, that's so, okay. So, okay. No more, no more supplies, but we found a weird griever hole. That's something. A lot is happening. Teresa's also awake when they come back. Um, and she tells, and she tells Thomas that the maze is a code uh, and she really wants to see him. But Thomas is like, too much is going on. I want to be alone. Teresa finds him anyway, somehow, much like how Ben found Thomas. And we had no idea never explained how Teresa just like knew to go find Thomas in his hiding spot in the graveyard. Yeah. And you know, they also can speak to each other telepathically, as we said before. Yeah. Or it would be fun if we could speak to each other telepathically. I don't think we would say much though. I think it would be like one word we find funny over and over, but it would, <laughs> it would be, that, very- that would be true. I feel like we would use it when we were like really, really bored. And then we would just like, kind of like if we were just in our normal day to day lives, we'd just find like one thing to like repeat yeah. over and over to each other. Cause that'd be really funny. Um, I agree. But Thomas can't like access it yet. Teresa can do it to him. And he's like, I can't telepathy with you back. This is weird. She also says wicked is good. And we're coming to think that maybe life is better in the maze than it is. Yeah. Out- um, yeah, because we also do learn that Wicked was um, written on all the Beetle Blades. So we're like, okay, Wicked on the Beetle Blades. Wicked is good. Something's up. Um, but it's not good for these two because Albie and Newt, they come up to Thomas and Teresa. And they're like, what did you guys do? Because the doors aren't closing either. And it's nighttime. So the creators yeah. want them out of the maze. They're like, this is the end. Y'all got to go. Yeah, it like things have gone from bad to worse. Like not only is the sky gray, but now like the doors are just open for grievers to come out and hang. That sucks. I would like I Maggie and I were also texting about this when we were talking about this series. Uh I do not know how nobody just like pees their pants in fear in this book at any point in time. Oh my god, I don't like, know. So many scary things keep happening. Like, oh my fucking god. I would be so stressed, especially with the walls open and it being night. I would just purely panic yes! and break down. Exactly. Um, their solution to this is to just, oh, they have some builders start trying to board up the maze doors and they have everyone go into the homestead to sleep and they start boarding that shit up. So like they're trying, but like, I'm going to be honest. I don't think some, some boards and some nails um, are going to do very much. <laughs> No, they also take Teresa to the prison because they're like, you triggered the end and they throw her in there. Um, yeah. She's just in prison while night is setting on the glade and, you know, every, all the boys are in the homestead and they hear a griever coming. Yeah. So they plan. They got to plan a plan. Yeah. But and like, while everyone's just trying to be like, let's stay quiet. Galley shows up. We have no idea where the fuck this guy's been. Yes. And. Galley's being a little kooky. He is basically like possessed saying they're going to kill one of you each night until you get out of here. And then he starts ripping the boards off of their like, you know, shelter to let the grievers in to come take one of them. And then Galley, as crazy as this guy is, launches himself into the griever to be the person that's taken. Like, what? I know it was crazy. So the griever takes off with Galley, and Mino's like, "I'm not wasting any time," and he just takes off into the maze because he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure out where the end is." Yeah, yeah. He comes back quick and says, "Just as I suspected, they took Galley into the hole." So like, that's something. Galley's in the griever hole. Thomas goes to see uh, where 
you know, Mino is off too. And Newt intercepts him because there's a new development, which is Albie was like, I need to make myself efficient. I'm going to go look at the maps. And now he's in the map room where it looks like someone lit the map room on fire. Map, map room's on fire. That sucks because that's all of their keys to the maze is gone now. So that's uh that's stressful. But uh, when they go to find Teresa to talk to her about it, they find out she slept through this entire thing, which I think is hilarious because she's like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I just was in a coma for like two weeks. Like, oh what God. do you want from me? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> He's got to recover. Give her a break. Exactly. He's got to recuperate. So Thomas goes to see our little sleeping beauty, Teresa. Uh, they're going to figure out the code because the walls have moved. Someone's burned the map, but they're like, we got to just put, get our head in the game. High school musical this shit and figure High it out. High school musical. Yeah. And we know that like the map room, we, we don't think it's Albie because Albie, he got his head gashed in. He's bleeding everywhere because the people who burned the map room essentially jumped him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're really putting their thinking caps on right now, Teresa and Thomas. Thomas remembers Teresa telling him that the maze was a code before she woke up. So they're like, okay, let's maybe revisit that. Like maybe uh, what if it's like uh, spelling something out every day or maybe, you know, there, there's something when you compare all of the maze maps together. And then Thomas kind of remembers, oh yeah, the maze maps are gone. That sucks. But Mino is like, fear not, my dear allies. We hid the real maps in the weapon room, so they're safe. Yeah. We said long ago, protect the maps. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, they M- Mino and Newt were ahead of the game. They were like, hey, fishy things are happening. Let's hide the maps for safekeeping. Um, and so Thomas goes with them, puts his idea to the test. It ends up being a big like arts and craft moment where they're like tracing these maps on wax paper so they can properly like cut and compare all of these. Um, and they end up forming a letter. So they're like, okay, maybe that's a coincidence. And then they start doing the other days. And then they end up spelling out two words and that's float and catch. Kind of like in National Treasure with the lemon and the Constitution. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh my God. Uh, recently we wa- rewatched it. Otherwise I would not be able to make the reference. <laughs> um, so they do this for a while. They learn there's letters for each section. Newt's going to get some people from the Glade he trusts on the maps while Thomas goes out with Mino and they're going to stay out there all night trying to figure out the maze. Yeah, they're going to see if anything's changed too because normally the walls change at night, but as we know, there's no day or night anymore. So they're going to kind of see what's up uh, and the walls are not moving. Uh, Thomas does figure out telepathy with Teresa, so that's also very important. And the Grievers are also leaving them alone because they took their one kill of the night, Adam. Yeah. But they, I mean, that's kind of a shitty way to, so you're either waiting for them to pick you off one by one or you got to go. Yeah, sorry. Um, So they do come back after 24 hours. Teresa's like, hey, code's done. Um, And the words are float, catch, bleed, death, stiff, and push. Yeah, and Thomas is like, yeah, that doesn't help me. Um, I think I need my memories. So I'm going to go through the changing and get stung by a griever on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, Thomas is smart. He's not going to tell anybody that he's thinking this. No, no, they would stop him. So they're all sitting in the homestead. The Griever's tearing it apart again, gets one of the boys, Dave. And Thomas runs out after the Griever and he jumps on him and he gets stung (laughs) in front of everyone. They're all pretty mad at him. 
Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So also poor Dave, he's just, he's a goner. Like he just gets taken. That sucks. Um, But Thomas got stung and he starts going through the changing and uh, he eventually wakes up and Chuck says like, oh my God, you're awake. Thank God I could kiss you, which is like, uh oh, Thomas and Chuck friends or something more. So they give him the searing. He calls a gathering because get this. The maze can't be solved, and he tells Newt that it's actually a test to weed them out. And the way out means some of them will die. Yeah. Really, really sucks. That's he a horrible a test. I know. I, right? he's like, just, I like, took some nonstop. Yeah, because, like, this is a group of teenagers, and, like, I took some bad and, like, hard tests when I was a teenager, but, like, none of them involved me maybe dying while I was, like, halfway through it, you know? I took the ACT six times in a desperate, anxious attempt to impress my mom. And none of them was getting stung by a griever. Getting the same did score actually, four times. Did yeah, you impress I did. your mom? Okay, cool. No, That's what's important. Six times. No, still working. She's still working really twice. But damn. Damn, Meg. You're a regular maze runner. <laughs> Well, it sucked. You know, I'm still, it's the climb, as Miley Cyrus says about me trying to win over my mom's approval. Oh my so gosh. So he says the, cre- <laughs> the creators stole them as kids because they figured out they were smarter than most people their age. And they raised yeah. them in these schools and they're just testing to see who survives. And we also learned that everyone's name is like a stupid nickname that the creators game af- like gave them after like a famous like scientist. So, like, yeah. Thomas is for Thomas Edison, and Newt is for Isaac Newton. And, Maggie, I don't know if you thought about this, but I thought a lot about them, like, who the fuck is Frypan named after? Oh, my God. I don't know. I think that that, right? was, that logic. That's definitely Yeah. Because, like, it's so funny, because, like, even Chuck, like, at some point asked Tommy, he's like, who do you think I was named after, Papa? And uh, he's like, I don't know, maybe, like, Charles Darwin. But, like... Who the fuck was going like who name a scientist that fry pan was named after? I have no idea. I don't I cannot imagine. <laughs> Thomas says he should know the code is it's hidden in the maze walls because he was there when it was made, which is just another piece of logic. Yeah. Just- and he does tell everybody about the telepathy. Like this is like a- this is crazy because, like, all of this is explained in a page. And this is, like, a lot of just, like, bomb, 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 bomb. It's like we're walking on, like, a minefield of just, like, plot right now. Yeah. He he drops another one. He's like, Teresa and I, we were used by the creators. They designed the whole maze, but we were forced to help. Yeah. Um, and this is their final test. They have to go through the griever hole as the way out. And he says there's a computer room in there, which is just like, how did your memories tell you there's a whole computer room in there? I don't know. Pretty impressive. Albie, though, we cannot go back because of what I saw in the changing. And he also fesses up. He's like, I'm the one who burned the maps. Yeah. And he he also says, uh, mentioned something about a disease called the flare again. We're still kind of in the dark of what that entirely means. Uh, But Albie does flat out say, y'all, we are better off dead, which is like Albie. There's still time it gets better, you know? <laughs> exactly. He 
to get you to betterhelp.com or psychology today and we are one step closer (laughs) i'm just imagining if there was like a like a like a role in the society for like a therapist where it's like oh you got your med jacks you got your track codes we got our like talky feelies and that's our therapist to make sure everybody's doing okay i feel like it should be like aim but you only get to talk to smarter child but smarter child is like a therapist so they have one computer Aww. in the shed that they get for like an hour. That's really funny. Oh my gosh. Um, God, what what am I talking about? Oh, okay, so Thomas, we're let's go b- back to book. Um, Thomas says that like he will be the one taken that night by the griever so that everybody can get there safely. Um, Newt says to shut the fuck up, Thomas. Get over your god complex. There's gonna be no sacrifices. We all go together. We're all gonna do this as one. No one's getting taken tonight. Um, and Thomas is like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm being a little bit of a god complex right now. Um, yeah. And then the plan, plan starts. So they're like, literally like, we go now or we go never. And some people want to stay behind, which I was honestly shocked by. Yeah, there's this is the only way out. Um, I think, I don't know if some people stay behind. It's never really clear to me. Um, yeah. But they all go to the cliff. Mino brings some ivy rocks and uh, ivy ropes and rocks to test it and yeah well it's just so they get to the cliff and there's just a dozen grievers waiting there they're just yeah waiting. oh and before they get to these grievers they do put two and two together that the wicked on the back of the beetle blades stands for the message on all the maze walls that says world in catastrophe kill zone experiments department I forgot it myself, so I had to look at my notes. But so they find that out. But it's a griever showdown, and um, this it's not looking good because that that's standing in between the way of them and putting in this fucking code. Um, and yeah. the they're all going for it. They do. Other grievers come up on either side of the corridor. Uh, they're so surrounded. They're surrounded. No one knows what to do. And then Albie just takes off running for a griever near the cliff. Um, they all pile on him. Yeah. And like, so like Teresa and um, Thomas and Chuck, they're like, great, we can go. Uh, no, they cannot. The the Grievers broke their one night only one, one, one drink a night rule. And they decided, you know what, we're fucking raging. And it's a full out brawl between the Gladers and the, um, the Grievers. Oh, yeah. and, uh, it's not it's good, good, y'all. Party Rock is in the house tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> LMFAO, as they said. Can you imagine they have like those shutter um, sunglasses <laughs> on the creepers? <laughs> <laughs> At night in the maze, they close the they just close the door so they can play their music really loud, and then disco balls come out. They're like, wait, what is this? And it's just Crazy Frog followed by Sandstorm by Darude. Oh wow! Um, so Mino's gonna lead um, and get Thomas and Chuck to the hole. He's like, we gotta get him to the hole. You know, as as boys and allies, we gotta get to the hole. Uh- <laughs> and honestly, y'all, the universal hole that we all love to get in, the three of them, they, they get on in there. Um, and th- right, like they thought, a, a computer is there, but unlike they were hoping, a griever plops itself right into the hole after them. It's a hole on gangbang inside this hole. I know. There's gladers getting killed upstairs. There's grievers getting killed downstairs. So Thomas jumps on it with his little spear. He kills it and all this like yellow pus shit starts coming out of it. 
hot. <laughs> well, Teresa's typing away. She's typing every word in order. She's like, okay, run, death, kill, murder. I don't remember what they are. Yeah. <laughs> murder. <laughs> I wish that was one of the words. That's fun. It's yeah. like, what if it was all just words found in the clue board game instead? And so the grievers, they're dropping down. And Teresa's like, it won't let me type the last word, push. And Chuck's like, what if you push the button that says kill the maze? Yeah, so apparently there's a button in there that just everybody didn't see besides Chuck. But, you know, Thomas is a good big brother. So he's like, Chuck, you're the one who saved us. That was awesome. They press the button and the grievers shut down. And then other gladers start plopping into this hole. They're all plopping down. They find this little tunnel that I imagine was like a slide covered in gasoline. Like, kind of diesel. Like, maybe oil. Maybe a bit of gasoline. That. Well, it's like, it's like oily. So it's like thick. And I thought it was like black. I honestly thought it was like oil. And oh, I thought they were in like a dark hallway and then that like ended in a slide. At least that's how I read it. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, they're going down the slide. Um, they're And they're all shooting into this underground chamber with people... And just like a ton of rooms kind of spaced out in these like white pods with I imagined uh like reflective not reflective glass you can see through the glass there's a two-way mirror like a kind of like one uh and like a police questioning room that's what I was picturing yes and it's all the creators from Wicked from the yeah Wicked. and uh that sucks and um to make things worse a lady creator she walks in and Gally is right next to her. Uh, and Gally, like, is, like, choking on his own words and says that they can fucking control him, which is, like, what the hell? Yeah, he is struggling so hard, but they, they got his brain. And so he goes to grab a dagger from behind him, and he throws it at Thomas. Oh, but Chuck jumps in front of him and takes it into his heart. And Chuck fucking dies. Chuck fucking dies and Thomas loses it because as much as he hates Chuck, he also loves Chuck. That's his little brother, essentially. And Thomas starts beating the shit out of Galley uh, and he's breaking down. And as if more things couldn't happen, like rescuers burst into the room. They shoot this creator and they start shooting the other creators. Shit's going down. They're ushering all these gladers out into the parking lot. <laughs> and this yeah. woman tackles Thomas and she's insane. And she's like over him really, really close saying, oh, you're all going to save us with the cure now, aren't you? Um, and she ends up getting run over by a bus. <laughs> yeah, she the bus that they all all of the gladers uh, embark onto, the, the driver just runs her over. All her little boils, she's like, I've got the flair, you're gonna save me. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. You know? No. Rest yeah, and on this bus, they finally get another a nice bus lady rescuer to give them kind of the lowdown. So she tells them uh that they live in the scorch, that they're the ones fighting wicked and they're hoping for a cure, and they're taking them to their safe building. Um, they give them pizza and they're like, you guys are all going to get cleaned up and have a nice little night tonight. Um, and so everybody goes to bed and they're like, we did it. We escaped. We escaped. They learn a little bit that there's sun flares that slammed into the earth and essentially burned everything out. And it brought with it the sickness and insects and, you know, 
the sickness called the flare. Um, but they don't seem like they have to worry about this anymore. Yes. There's a place near the Andes, and it seems like a little co-ed bunk situation. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and yeah, and so they're in the safe building. But there's an epilogue to finish this book up, which, yeah. yikes. Let me say that. The epilogue ends from an Ava page on thoughts about the maze trials. And she's talking about how eventually the people in the recipients of the email, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to choose a leader. And she's also saying there was a group A and there's another group B who also went through a maze trial. And tomorrow they start the implementation of stage two. And the and the rescue was fake. That's a pretty important take in there too, that the rescuer entire thing was staged, which is uh-oh city, if you ask me. I would hate um to like how do they how do they get to decide which on the team they're staging dies? They're like, okay, in this little play we're conducting, you're gonna be the killers and you're gonna be the people who are behind the glass mirror and you're killed. Yeah, I don't think they actually like die though. I'm sure they just like, you know, like uh like stunted them or something, right? They probably have that sort of technology. Yeah, maybe. Um but yeah, that's where book one ends. And and phase two starts tomorrow. And in this case, next week is when we'll be going over it. Phase two starts next week. Yes. And in this beautiful world that we were built um, by James Dashner, we had a lot of slang come up, um, like Slinthead, Shuck, Shank, Good That. I can't good think of any. Good That. There's others. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of lingo, which is really fun. So for our top five, we wanted to do a little Maggie and Laura top five additional slang terms that we kind of wanted to see in the Maze Runner. Yeah, we love the lingo that the Gladers have. And Maggie and I said, let's add a few more in there for a little bit of spice. Exactly. Um, who wants to start off? You should start with the the okay. number five. And we can, we'll both explain it because listeners, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So coming in at number five for goodbye, we were kind of thinking goodbye should be blueberry cereal. And it's and we like to think that they would say that because uh, that's the only thing they remember from the past. And so kind of like they're said goodbye to their memories. They're yes. saying goodbye to each other by just saying blueberry cereal. It's the only thing they remember from their local grocery store. Is blueberry cereal. Is blueberry cereal. Uh, and it's a great cereal, might I add. Um, number four, Maggie and I were like, let's throw like a, a like a just a good normal noun in there. One that they might not use a lot, but they would love to use sometimes. So we're thinking for mystery instead of saying like, mm, this is a real mystery, this maze. They would say, mm, this maze is a real moozy doozy, which I think would be a delight. I think we should say that in real time. I think we're. I think we should say that the rest of this book series because there's lots of moozy doozies to be had. New year, new moozy doozy. Um, for number three, we, you know, they're boys. They probably do some masturbating in this yeah. maze, and we were thinking to glade off is like getting off is far too simple of a thing. Yeah. We were thinking maybe they should be like jading off. So jading yeah. off, jading. Yeah, kind of kind of something maybe people maybe listeners would like to like in, uh, include these in their own day-to-day conversations um but number two we they we know we've got shuck and slint head uh we want more swear words we want more cusses in this because we're adults and that's what adults do um so it's not bitch we thought we would just uh throw in switch instead that's a good that's just a good good easy 
easy switch easy kind switch of fun, kind of queer coded you know we need yeah. we need on our pit you have here. fun you have fun you get it and then for number one um we were thinking horror because we're trying to bring that back i want a horror to be yeah. a bigger term this year we think it should have its own slang and that would be slurp yeah we think using slurp instead of horror and glade world is awesome and also we might start using it in our real time because you're slurping around you that was slurp really it's great it's a great word rolls off the fucking tongue we need more slut shaming in the maze runner and and what? we need actions to judge um or, once again um, i need someone to kiss in this please oh uh, Maggie and I are looking for at least one kiss in this entire book series. Um, and we've got two books left to get there. I hope we do. Um, but before we really say goodbye to you all, I really think we should talk about our canceled character of the week, Maggie. Oh my gosh. I feel like it's probably, we probably got the same one, I would assume. It's gotta be Galley. Yeah, I put Galley too. I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, did Maggie put like the creators? But I was like, no, I'm gonna do Galley. Because I feel like, yeah, Galley, you went through the changing but like, be a little nicer. Oh, yeah. I mean, Albie went through the changing, and he was mature. Yeah, Albie was sexy and mature about it, and Gally was a little, little, little bully about it, and that wasn't fun. No, so um, but awesome, great, we agreed. That was it. Easy episode. I'm excited for the rest of the series. I am too. Um, I know you're farther than me. I'm about halfway through the second book. Let's get it popping. Let's get it popping and let's get it popping to say goodbye to you, our listeners, on this lovely episode of Y'all We Read It. We thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us, Maggie and Laura, um, at Y'all We Read It on TikTok, at Y'all We Read It on Twitter, at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura on Instagram. And we are also Y'all We Read It on Twitter and TikTok, which Laura just said. And also, if you want to email us, we are Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. We love emails. We will respond. Maybe not immediately, but we will. It's our favorite thing. Yep. I just remembered there was one that I need to respond to. And I will get to that. Aw, yay. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.